I'm, I'm, I'm just talking to myself today. I'm just talking to myself. That's okay. That, that's okay. That's all right. Not a problem. Talking to myself is good. I, I probably need it more than you do. Amen. You know, we're going to be talking about prosperity in the kingdom today. But before we get that, I'm going to give you the last three points we talked about uh, in the godly purpose of uh, purpose in the kingdom. Uh, we looked at um, this last part, four, five, and six, I believe it was. Uh, be, be good stewards, and we talked about that, and we gave you scripture references, Genesis 1, 28, uh, and, uh, Genesis 2, 15, uh, Luke 16, 11, uh, 1 Peter 4, 4, 10, and then Titus 1, 7. But be good stewards uh, in the kingdom, uh, godly purpose. We, it's, our, it's God's purpose that we be good stewards of what he's given us. And then la- la- the second thing we talked about yesterday, last Sunday was craving, craving intentionality. Craving intentionality. Be intentional about what we're going after in life. And we gave uh, quite a few scripture references there, Romans 10, uh, 17, Matthew 8, 8, uh, James 1, 2. And as we talk about craving intentionality, we have to do these three things. One is to hear the word, to speak the word, and then to do the word. Because we can hear the word and not be doers of the word. We can hear the word and not even speak the word at all to, uh, uh, to ourselves. Speak to ourselves in psalms and hymns and spiritual psalms, making melodies in our heart unto the Lord. We ought to be able to do that. And then to do the word is the, the ultimate part about it, uh, hearing it. Because once we've got it, there shouldn't be anything that stops us from doing it. If, if you heard me, you'd be jumping and shouting right now. Because once you got it, there'd be nothing that would stop you from doing it. Nothing that would stop you from doing it. The last, last, thing, we, the last thing we talked about was uh, demonstrate fruitfulness. And uh, demonstrating fruitfulness is uh, Galatians 5.22, then 2 Peter 1.5, Ephesians 4.6, and Hebrews 4, uh, 6.14. But we talk about demonstrating fruitfulness. Dem- to demonstrate fruitfulness is to say that I am going to do what God, God has created me to be. I'm going to demonstrate that. Um, to be fruitful and to, to be fruitful is to, is to really bear, bear fruit to the point where it's noticeable. Have you noticed a tree before that, that a tree is a tree has somebody somebody may say that a tree has tree has fruit on it. Uh, we've got a, a next door neighbor has these these things. I don't know if they're, they're not apples and not oranges and that they're, they're they're big melons about this being they grow on trees. They're huge. I mean that tree is fruitful. I mean it, 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 right right. I drove by this morning and said that's a this, you got melons about this big. I mean you got that means they're, they're like that big hanging out hanging out for a tree. I'm like, and they're green. And like, do I know what they are? I have no idea. They're not oranges. Obviously, not oranges. But this guy has a fruitful tree. He's, a, he's got orange trees, and he's got other things going on. And we've got orange trees as well. And orange trees are fruitful, and they're very nice. And, but if you don't see fruit on a tree, you'll say that the tree is not fruitful. So, so to demonstrate that is to say that I'm going to do everything I can to have fruitfulness in my life. I made a statement today earlier this morning regarding how the world talks about pay to pay. You got to pay to play. How many, how many heard that statement before? You got to pay to play. Well, in the, in, the, in the gospel, the kingdom work is a little different because we sow to grow. And when we, when we sow in, we, what we sow in life is how we grow in life. What we sow is how we grow in life. And so we're not, we're not in a situation where we're trying to pay to get favor from God. Do you hear me? We don't pay God to get favor from God. We sow to grow. He set up a principle, and that kind of leads right into our, our time this morning regarding pro, uh, pro, prosperity in the kingdom. Now, I'm, I'm going to be talking about prosperity in the kingdom, and this will be pertaining to wealth. It won't be just necessarily a total prosperity in reference to healing and wholeness and all that. It's going to be part of that as well. But we will talk about wealth a little bit this morning because we, we <laughs> kingdoms that are ruled well prosper. 
kingdoms that are ruled well prosper. God is not bankrupt, nor has God ever been concerned about being bankrupt. The kingdom of God is not bankrupt. Therefore, the church, hear this part, the church, we see churches, watch this, churches have gone bankrupt. There are churches today that are filing bankruptcy. There are churches today that are filing foreclosure. There are churches today that are falling and failing because of just not understanding kingdom. You hear the difference now? Hear the difference. Kingdom, the king, is not going to fail us. But when it comes to church life, if we do church stuff, we're going to fail. That sounds different, doesn't it? Sounds different. If we do church stuff, we're going to fail. But if we do kingdom stuff, we're going to succeed. Because you said, he says, seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things shall be added unto you. The things that you need to do kingdom stuff. Nowhere is he talking about us doing church stuff. He's wanting us to do kingdom. Didn't say seek first the kingdom, seek first the church. He didn't say that. Seek first the kingdom of God. So here we go. Kingdom uh, prosperity in the kingdom. Kingdom prosperity knowing this is a definition that the Lord gave me, I believe he gave it to me. Knowing you have access to anything you need or want, anytime you need or want it. Now, one of the keys there is knowing. Because who you know makes a difference. You can know you have access, but if you don't know who can give you the access, or who has given you the access, it does not make a difference. So who you know makes a difference. Knowing you have access. Now, access is the ability to walk in and get what you want. Um, children have, in most, a lot of homes, uh, the children have access to their parents' room. They can walk in when they choose to. Sometimes, sometimes. You know, they can, during the daytime, they can walk in when they choose to, and they walk in and they have access to the, to the, to the parents' room. They have access to the living room. They have access to the home because they know the parent. But who's giving them the access? The parent. So it's not the one who has the access, not the one who has the access that has all the power. It's the one who's granted the access. That's good, that's good. God has granted us access. God has granted us access so that we can actually take advantage of what he wants for us to have in reference to prosperity. Now, I'm going to go a little bit further because I'm talking about God's portion. I'm going to talk about man's portion a little bit here. So knowing you you have access to anything uh, you need or want anytime you need or want it. Now, that anything and the things that we need or want are things that pertain to the kingdom. That's just not a blanket statement. See, a a blanket statement would say that, okay, I can have anything I want. But if it's not kingdom related, then do you really want it? You see, we've got to recognize if we really want it or not, because if it's not kingdom related, I'm, I'm not sure that I really want it, because I know that the things that I've wanted in my life in the past that weren't kingdom related caused, caused me problems, <laughs> caused issues in my life. They caused me some challenges that I didn't want to face with. Genesis 1, 28. We'll look at that real quickly here. And that scripture we've looked at before. But we're going to just verify some things regarding kingdom prosperity. Then got, uh, verse, I'll start at verse number 26 as well. It says, uh, 
Then, uh, then God said, let us make man in our image, according to our likeness. Let them have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the birds of the air, and over the cattle, over all the earth, and everything that creeps on the earth. Uh, let the, everything that, uh, that creeps on the earth. So, so God created man in his own image. In the image of man, God created, created him, male and female, and created them. Then God blessed him and said, he said, be fruitful and multiply. Fill the earth and subdue it. He says, have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the birds of the air. So we're talking about kingdom prosperity. So if God is saying this in the very beginning, and if you heard of the law of first things before, you would understand that the earlier you see something in the Bible, and the way, and you see a strand of it continually happening, go back to the first time you saw it. This is the first time we're seeing this in the Bible. And then we'll find out that fruitfulness is a big part of the Bible. And so the law of first things that allows us to understand that we're not going to just get a word and just kind of run with that word because it just said it one time. We've got to have some balance in the Bible. We've got to have something. I say the word balance. I mean like this. We've got to have some continuity, if you will. There you go. Continuity. It's got to be congruent. It's got to be words, words that not just make sense to us. It's got to be something that is real to us at another point as well. You see, because if God spoke to, <laughs> if he spoke to folks in the New Testament a certain way and gave them promises, and those promises worked for multitudes of people that were in the New Testament, and they don't work for us, who was it for? It was certainly for them. But, but the Word of God is speaking to us today directly. So it's not that, see, we can be born again because of what Jesus talked about. You must be what? Born again. And so the born-again experience happens as a result of what has been spoken one time, but multitudes of people have been born again. So that's an experience that we have based on what? The Word of God. So the Word has preeminence in every situation, Genesis 8.22. We're looking at an idea here, looking at an idea called prosperity this morning, 8.22. Some of you know that already says already. It says, while the earth remains, seed time and harvest, cold and heat, winter and summer, day and night shall not cease. Huh, that sounds like a, uh, 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 so sounds like a, a, a strong, strong, strong word there, right? A strong word that tells us that this is the way it's going to be. It's going to happen this way all the time. And how many of you have seen cold and heat go away? No. How many have seen summer and winter go away except in California? <laughs> no. Seed time and harvest. Seed time and harvest. Now, seed time and harvest is, I believe, something that has been misspoke about in reference to the teaching of it. But I, I think that, uh, and I believe this as well, that God didn't make a mistake when he talked about seed time and harvest being something that will continually be. That will continually be. So if he gave opportunity for man to work with seed time and harvest from the very beginning and gave them all things that they needed then man, us today, still have the opportunity to work with seed time and harvest. There's no reason for us to kind of back off and say, well, you know what, that was for then and this is for now. If you have a, <laughs> if we have a small harvest, it's because we've planted a small amount of seed. Okay, if you consider your harvest big, then you've planted a lot of seed. Now see, big to you might be different than somebody else. Right. Yep. Hear this part. 
There's some folks that have planted a lot of seed, more seed than you've ever harvested in your life. More seed than you've ever harvested in your life, and they have a whole lot bigger harvest than you have. And you're wondering, wondering to yourself sometimes, well, why don't I have that? Why is my life not representative of what they have right there? You don't know the seed they've harvested. We don't know the seed that they've sown, rather. We don't know the seed that they've sown. So when we sow seed, we have a chance to scatter a little bit or scatter a lot. Now watch this part, watch this part, watch this part. The scattering of a little bit might be minuscule. It might be, it might be so small that it only produces a harvest that becomes the seed of somebody else. The harvest that we get sometime, we give part of it away. But the harvest that we receive sometime is sometime the amount of seed that other people sow. If you could imagine yourself sowing what somebody else's harvest is. God gave it all. He gave every ounce of himself in his son Jesus. He didn't just say, let me just sow a toe down there and see if it will grow a body. Let me sow a body that I can grow a body of believers. See, so God didn't hold back. God didn't hold back on the sowing. But he also gave a principle regarding this, uh, regarding uh, prosperity here, regarding it being something for us as well. Go to 3 John. With me real quick here, 3 John. Said, beloved, you know, there's John 1, if I can get there, get my new Bible here. Verse number 2, beloved, I pray that you may prosper in all things. He can stop right there. He says, I pray that you prosper in all things. It's a prayer, by the way, it's a prayer that you prosper in all things and be in health just as your soul prospers. Now, if somebody's going to pray, I would hope that they don't pray something that's just going to be a frivolous prayer. If they pray a prayer, that's going to be a, re- a real prayer for me. Would you want a real prayer being prayed for you specifically regarding your prosperity? So, beloved, I pray that you may prosper in all things and be in health just as your soul prospers. Now, the reality here is that none of this, this prayer, comes to fruition until... Soul prosperity happens. Did you hear that part? Soul prosperity. He says, just as your soul prospers. So if your soul's not prosperous, that means you're not studying to show yourself approved unto God. That means there's no sowing into your soul of the word of God. If the soul's not prospering. But if the soul is prospering, it's because the word is being sown into your heart. And as the word is being sown into our hearts, our soul continues to prosper. Watch this part. As we learn of the things of God, we learn of the principles of God, we learn the understanding of God, and we are doing the will of God, yeah. you know what ends up happening? We begin to prosper and be in health because our souls prospered. Yeah. When you get remedies or understanding about how to remain well, you do those things that keep you, keep you what? Well. Okay. When you didn't understand what was causing you to keep getting that cold, you kept getting that cold. 
But until you put yourself in an environment and begin to change the way you ate and the way you thought and the way you understood about what caused the cold, then you stop the cold. But until then, we continue to deal with the mess in life because we don't have soul prosperity. We've not sown enough. Now, hear this part. On the other side of it is this. Here's the other side of it. When we have sown so much, and we've, and we've sown, into our, sown into our soul the word of God, and we've got the word of God continually, 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 not on just the things that we think are tickling to our ears, but the things that the Bible talks about that will help us be great citizens in the kingdom. To be a great citizen in the kingdom would mean that I've got things taken care of in my own life so that I can help other people take care of their life. Hmm. <laughs> wow. I, okay, I'm going to tell you this part. Um, <laughs> wow. I used to talk like I used to talk like I had everything going on around people when I, used to, when I used to be in the world. I used to talk like I had everything going on around people, yet I had nothing really happening. I was faking the funk. I was acting like I had everything going on. But then I got saved, and, and I continued to talk that when I, I watched this. I watched this. I watched that my talking wasn't doing anything but frustrating me. And then I got to the place, I said, Lord, what does it mean to get to this place called prosperity? And I had to get my thought process right about prosperity, by the way. I had to understand that to have all that I needed or wanted for the kingdom's work, for the purpose that God gave for me, was prosperity for me. And so I began to learn that it took me sowing of my Get my soul right with him. Get my mind, will, and emotions right with him. And so getting the word of God, we're getting healthy in my being. So that I can be healthy in all areas of my life as well. Now, it didn't happen overnight, but some things begin to change in my life. I begin to see things happen. Opportunities begin to come my way that I, I didn't anticipate happening. Some of you have witnessed some of the opportunities that I've had in my life. You had a chance to watch the things happen. And, and how, how, do, how do you keep, I keep saying this, this, illustration, this is a real illustration right here. How does a church continue to operate, operate with a small congregation and they do it with excellence? How does a church do that? Because of sowing. But hear this part. Sowing and understanding on how to do it. Boy, I tell you, I'm going to mess you up, boy. <laughs> That's good. Prayer is good. Prayer is good. That's part of it. Part of it is prayer. But here's this part, guys. The sowing that we do in our lives, in our soul, spend more time there than we do even sowing in the natural. Because you can sow and 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 not understand why you're sowing or even where to look for the harvest. You'll miss the harvest every time. There's folks that have sown and missed the harvest every time they sown. Do you know anybody that has talked to you about their sowing of their seed called finances? And that same person has said, I haven't reaped nothing. I haven't seen God do anything. 
I have heard that. I've been giving and giving and giving, and I haven't seen God do anything. I have heard that from people. I have watched people go through that process as well. And what I've watched is that they didn't know where to look. They didn't know where to look for the harvest. And they were sowing with a bad attitude. You ever seen anybody sow with a bad attitude, right? They look to bless you and say, they, they, they got it, right? They got it going on like that. So they, they got it and say, okay, here, here. Just kind of throw it at you. Like, I got it. You need it. Here. What if God did that to us? God just threw Jesus down from heaven. Zoom! Just threw him down. Just threw him in the ground and said, grow. Mm. Wow. <laughs> God didn't do that kind of stuff. But here's this part. We have a chance to sow a right because we have a right, a right mind in our sowing. We're so, we're so right because we've got a right mind about our thinking here. And then the Bible says in eight, uh, Deuteronomy 8.18, says this. You don't have to turn if you don't want to. And you shall remember the Lord your God, for it is he who gives you power to get, get what? Get wealth. But here's the reason for it, by the way, that he may establish his covenant, which he swore to your fathers as it is this day. So if God's, God's, God's a step, God's desire is that we would get wealth. We ought to have it, aren't we? Shouldn't we? Now, and I want to give you this disclaimer. Not every believer will have wealth. Just because it's promised to you, not every believer will have it. Those who want it can have it. And I'm going to tell you why in just a minute. But the whole idea behind wealth is not man's idea. It's God's idea. It's God's idea. And because he's established, listen, he says this, <laughs> and, you, and you shall remember, re remember this, the Lord your God, your, your God, he pointed to you, okay? For it is he who gives you the power. Now, watch, watch that turn right there, right? He gives you the power to get wealth. So his idea about wealth, we understand, but then he gives us the power to get it. So what do we do? We have to use what? The power he's given us to get it. If we don't use the power that he's given us to get it, we won't get the wealth that he's established for us. But because he wants us to establish his covenant. Now, if we use that power wrongly, then we're not establishing his covenant. If we use that power for selfish gain, then we're not establishing his covenant. But when we're establishing his covenant, watch this part, the power being used effectively will establish his covenant. The people of this world will see to it, God will see to it, that we have an opportunity to sow into the lives of people because we're looking to establish his covenant. Even his kingdom come and his will be done on earth as it is in heaven. So prosperity in the kingdom is God's idea. It's not our idea. It's not a man-made idea. Right. It's God's idea. Isn't that a good thing? It's God's idea. So if we got God's idea working for prosperity in the, in the kingdom, um, there's some poor folks in the kingdom. There's some broke folks in the kingdom. There's some broke churches in the kingdom. 
There's some broke business owners in the kingdom. Do they have to be broke? Because they know who established and gave them power to get wealth for the establishment of his kingdom, establishment of his kingdom and his kingdom. If that is the case, and it is the case, those who are poor in church, poor in business, poor in life, have not taken God's ideas seriously. So, if I haven't taken God's ideas seriously, and this is me, I'm talking to me right now, I'm just talking to me. If I haven't taken God's ideas seriously, God's ideas seriously, I can't complain if I don't have anything. I can't complain if I'm broke. I can't complain that I don't have what I need. I can't complain that it didn't work out because. I can't blame somebody else because. I can't get there because it's my, listen, it, it's God's fault that I don't have. I can't complain. But pastor, I've been doing due diligence and I've been giving of myself and I've been doing all the right stuff and I don't seem to see the results in this thing called prosperity. I don't see, no, no, no. You're not receiving results in a thing called soul prosperity. Beloved, I pray above all that you'd prosper and be in health. But here's a caveat. Just as your soul prospers. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. See, we, we, we want to take the part that says, Beloved, I pray that, pray that you prosper and be in health and, and leave it alone, right? There's a responsibility attached to this thing. As your soul prospers. My soul prosper has to do with my knowledge base. Who I know and what I know about who I know. Mm. See, when I get to know God in the way I ought to know God and know his idea behind prosperity, I know his idea is that he wants to establish his covenant in the earth. He's given me the power to get wealth. That, may, that, that, I may that we may establish his covenant. So when I understand that idea, his idea and I get a hold of understanding that I know him like that, then my thinking begins to change about prosperity. I can't secretly want what I want and God not know about it. See, you didn't hear me. I can't, we can't secretly want what we want and God not know about it. He knows everything about us. How many think you're going to trick God? Sit there... I can sit here and tell you everything that I, bless you, brother, appreciate you, sister. God's, God's got some great things in store for, for our lives, and, you know, and I really don't care nothing about you. I'm just trying to get rich. <laughs> See, if I'm trying to get rich, me, personally, just trying to get rich for me, that's wrong. That's wrong. It's wrong that I would want to be prosperous just so that I can say that I'm prosperous. That's wrong. But if I'm prospering, in God and his kingdoms being established in the earth and his covenants being established in the earth and, 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 and people are being saved and healed, delivered, set free and ministers are being launched out of the kingdom in the, in the kingdom's work. Then I can look at that and say, wow, Lord, you, you would even use me? Humility. See that part? There's some folks you know that are rich, beyond rich, that will, you'll never know that they are that, that way. They have not disclosed that to you. You've not talked to them about it. But all you know is that they live pretty decent and their life is something that's just a little bit different than most people. 
because they have been living a way called the kingdom way. A little bit different kind of life. So prosperity in the kingdom is God's idea. Go to Matthew chapter 16, and we'll start with there. Start there. The next passage of scripture. Actually, I can just look at my notes up here, huh? Look at that. Oh, boy. I'm actually going to the passage right now. Matthew 16 and 19. We'll get there. 16 and 19. 16 and 19. 16 and 19. Hallelujah. And, and I will give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven. And whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven. And whatever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. So here we got, we've got some keys now that God's given us. He's given us some keys that we can begin to work with. When you get keys, when we get keys to anything, it gives us authority to use or go into or have access to. And God's given us access again to be able to, to bind and to loose, to take care of things that need to be taken care of that are in heaven and on earth. We need to be able to take care of those kinds of things because we've got keys now to function and operate with. He says, uh, he says and I will give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven. The kingdom of heaven is totally prosperous. The kingdom of heaven is not broke. So if we got the keys of the kingdom of heaven, that means that when we're praying his kingdom come and his will be done, we're having the thoughts and ideas of the kingdom of heaven because God doesn't need necessarily physical keys to get anything done. He has thoughts and ideas that he works with, his word he's working with. And we get the word from heaven regarding situations. It's the word that unlocks situations in life. It is a word that unlocks challenges in life. But it's a word that is heard because we have to hear the word so we'll get the faith to move out and trust God that things will change. And when things begin to change, we recognize it's been the word that did it. So we always go back and say, okay, now, what keys do I need? How are you praying today? What keys do I need to unlock situations in my life today? What keys do I need to unlock some situations in life? See, one word from God can change our life forever. You've heard that before. One word from God can change the course and direction of your life forever, forever. But, but I think that because we have free will, let me say this in a kind way. We have free will. Okay, I'll talk about, talk about me. It makes, makes it easy. When I talk about me, is I have free will. I, I like to do what I want to do. No, I, I do, but I have free will. And because I have free will, that means I'm, I stick with my will sometimes too long. You get that? I stick with my will sometimes too long, and I don't. And then I want to yield to God at some point. But what I've done is I've sown of my own will. I've sown of my own will, so therefore I've got to do what? Reap on that too. But in the middle of that, I've changed up the direction and say, "Okay, God, now I want to lean towards you and not my own self." Now, what what ends up happening? You're still reaping what you've sown, right? How many know that when you sow, you're going to reap? So when you reap on your own situations of life, what ends up happening? We deal with that. And then we, we get back in the will of God again, and certainly we start to sow in his, his direction, and we start seeing God's will being established in us. Oh, man. But through it all, God is so gracious, he allows us grace, right? He gives us, are you th thankful for his grace? And his mercy. Yes. Thank, thankful for that because we, we, we deserve to receive certain things. And sometimes we're praying for, for crop failure and we're not going to get no crop failure, right? 
Remember, my, my club used to say that all the time. Said, don't pray for crop failure. You want you sowing a seed, don't pray for crop, crop failure. We pray for crop failure sometimes because we don't want to see that thing come to pass because we know. So <laughs> it's amazing how we believe how uh, sowing and reaping really works when we've sown a bad seed. Right. Hallelujah. Okay. <laughs> Go to Hebrews 11, 6. Hebrews 11, 6. Amen. He said, but without faith, it's impossible to please God, please him. For he who comes to God must believe that he is, and he's a reward of those who diligently seek him. So here again, we're looking at the diligence in our seeking God. We're going to see a, we're going to see a pattern here. We're going to see a pattern. God's given us the keys. We diligently seek him, Matthew 25 and 29. Look at Matthew 25 and 29 right quick. I'll read from the passage. It says, for every, to everyone has given more will be given. Does this make sense right here? It says, and he will have abundance. But from him who does not have, even what he has will be taken away. That seems kind of cruel, doesn't it? Well, God set this plan up. It's like you come to the class, and I've used this illustration before. Every student in the class has an A, and they show up. But they have, they, the one, for everyone who has, more will be given. So the ones who have an A can continually work on maintaining that A or increase it to an A plus and do great, right? But the ones who, the ones for the, but for, from him who does not have, well, nobody in a class situation does not have. They have, everybody has it there. They have to do, they have to do nothing in order, they have to do nothing in order to start losing. Did you hear me? Have to start doing, you, you do nothing and you start losing. But to maintain kingdom prosperity, there's some doing that's going on. That's not a matter of us saying, okay, well, I've got kingdom prosperity, and dancing around acting crazy and stuff. I've got kingdom prosperity, this means that you started with an A. It means that if you don't do anything with it, that it's going to go away. <laughs> so, so for, for our lives, there's some responsibility. <laughs> go, 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 to, go to Luke chapter 4, 4, 4 6 45. 6 45. Luke 6 45. Is that what I said, John? He's not there. I have to, I have to, I have to turn in my Bible, I guess, huh? All right, here we go. Well, maybe it's not there. 6 45. And it says. A good man, out of the good treasure of his heart, brings forth good. Stop right there. A good man, out of the treasures of his heart, brings forth good. A good man, out of the treasures of his heart, good treasure, brings forth good. An evil man, out of the, out of the evil treasure of his heart, brings forth evil. For out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. Now, the speaking that we do is extremely important. Do you know that kings speak and things happen? Yes. Kings speak and things happen. Evil kings speak and things happen. See that? So out of the abundance of our heart, the mouth speaks. Remember we talked about soul prosperity first and foremost? We want to have our soul prosper first. So that means that out of the abundance of our soul prospering, the mouth will speak. And not only speak just to entertain, but speak reality, speak truth, because it is. When we speak truth because it is, 
we are not necessarily seeing the manifestation all the time, right away, but because we speak the truth, we begin to see the manifestation at some point because it was the truth that was spoken out of our mouths. We're not watching God do this magical thing from heaven today to say, okay, here's something for you. Let me sprinkle a little blessing on you. Let me sprinkle a little prosperity on you. He's already given it to us. He's already given it to us. Us, us maintaining it is our responsibility. The world is not messed up because God messed up the world. It's the people responsible that have built the buildings, that have <laughs> built airplanes, and all the stuff that wasn't here when the earth was created that's caused the earth to be polluted. So a prosperous world has turned into a deteriorating world, right? A world that's fallen apart. That's a big part of it right there, Mother. That's, 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 that happened way, way, way back then. But I'm just talking about some natural things right now. Some natural things that have been done that are continually messing up stuff. Bring it home. Bring it home. Bring it home. Natural things that we do in our own lives mess up stuff in our lives. Natural stuff that we do in our own lives mess up stuff in our lives. But also natural stuff we do in our own lives create good things in our lives. See, out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. What do we, what do we put in our heart in abundance? What are we putting in our heart in abundance? How are we changing the way we think on a daily basis? As a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. Are we thinking on things that are lovely, pure of a good report? Are we thinking on things that are different than that? So we've got to ask ourselves, really, where am I right now in my soul prosperity? Where am I right now in the area of my being that God gave me? God did not create, watch this, when I got born again, born again, I got a new life. But I had this old way of living that I had been living. I'd sown so much in that life that I've got to reap some of that stuff. Some of us got to reap some of that stuff too, right? Got to reap that life as well. But I've got this new life that I'm sowing also at this point. I'm sowing on the kingdom, the kingdom turf and watching God overcome all this stuff. Watching God overcome, watching God overcome, watching God overcome. I want to see God continually overcome in my life, so therefore I continue to sow. I continue to sow, and I sow in my soul first. It's not just my finances. Watch this part. It's just not my money. <laughs> Prosperity was around before money was even a thought. <laughs> well, let me give you a little insight. The money that we know today is money wasn't money at one point. Watch this. The money that we know today is money, it used to be gold, okay? But the money that we know today is money, paper, paper dollar bills and coins and what have you, that will cease to exist at one point. You know the evidence of it right now? The evidence of it is that how you use services online. You can pay for something online and never have a dollar bill transaction, never see, never see a dollar, all, all you just see is notifications online that something happened and money went away from somewhere. Okay. There's, you, you get to know both sides, okay? Here's the other side. There's some crazy disruptions happening in our world. And the kingdom people have to be ready for the disruptions. Because when 
the world system really does crumble? Let me ask you a question. What would you do if the world system crumbled today? It's not about what you would do, because see, none of us can make it on our own. It's about what we would do. We, we would as a body, I believe this, would gather together and find a way to live. Self-preservation is so, so vital. People that find themselves in crazy places find a way to survive, to get water, to get food, to get shelter. You'll watch a homeless person that's just become homeless. They didn't have a plan to be homeless, probably. And they probably didn't have a plan to maintain a homeless lifestyle. But they, want, they will do one thing. They'll do three things. They'll find food, shelter, and clothing. Maybe not the clean clothes, but they'll have some clothing on. I've not seen any homeless folks wandering around naked. Well, not in America, not in America, not in America. But this stuff, I'm telling you, prosperity in the kingdom is going to become more real to us in these days that we live in right now than any other time. And it won't be just about money, by the way. It'll be about how we prosper in the kingdom because the kingdom, yes, the kingdom has to represent. We've been talking about the kingdom long enough. When is it going to show up? It's already here. But when are we going to start demonstrating through it? We're going to be the ones that say, yes, God, do what you will here right now. Oh, Father, I see that person over there in need right now. Let's go take care of that need right now. And it doesn't come from the world system. It comes from our system, the kingdom system. Yes. Now, I'm saying this very, like, five percentage, five percentile level. Because if I gave you what I believe, I believe is coming up right now, we will be scared to death because we don't understand the change that's about ready to happen. Okay, we're in the process of some major change right now. Process of major, major change. And the kingdom of God is going to have to step up. Because if the, king, the folks in the kingdom will have to step up. Not the kingdom of God, but the folks in the kingdom of God will have to step up. Because if we don't step up, what ends up happening, we become slaves to an old system. Slaves to a system that has kind of reeled us in. Mm. Whew. Okay. I talked about sowing bountifully, reaping, reaping bountifully. I talked about sowing and reaping already in Galatians 6, 7. Prosperity is a, is a, in the kingdom is, a, is man's responsibility. It's man's responsibility. God's idea, but man's responsibility. We are responsible for prospering and maintaining prosperity so that we can live effectively and do the things of the kingdom, establish the covenant of God here on the earth. If God's desire to have his, listen, does God need, his, need us to work his covenant in the earth? We are here for that reason. We're here for that reason. We're not here just because we, we just want to live, have kids, have grandkids, and, and pat them on the back and be happy about it. It's a whole new world. Psalm 35. Psalm 35. Psalm 35 and 27. Now God takes pleasure in the prosperity of his servant. So let them shout for joy and be glad. 
who favors right, my righteous cause. And to let them say continually, let the Lord be magnified, who has pro- pleasure in the prosperity of his servant. Why is God pleased, with, pleased that we prosper? See, I ask all these questions. Why would, you, why, would you think God, why would you think God would be pleased with you prospering? One, because he, you're establishing his covenant. You're living his ways out. You've got a hold of the purposes he's given for your life. You're yielding to his spirit. You're walking in newness of life. You're, you're doing big things for the kingdom. You see, these are reasons that God's pleased with us. He's pleased with us. Regard, he, he has pleasure in the prosperity of his servant, not because we're frivolous with it. There's a person that's frivolous with the things of, watch this. You have a child that's frivolous or you've been an adult yourself and you've been frivolous with money. Do you think that people are going to continue to give you money? No. You got an employee that works for you that just kind of just does what he feels like doing, shows up when they feel like showing up. What do you, what do, you do with that employee? Let him keep on doing the same thing? You don't do that, right? I mean, so, so think about it. How does God, how is God pleased with us through our obedience? Through our obedience and how we handle what he's given us, how he's, how he's placed in our hands is utilized for the kingdom's sake. That's how he's pleased with us. It's faith that pleases God, right? Hebrews 11, 6 talks about that. It's faith that pleases God. It's nothing else but faith that pleases God. Hebrews 11, 11 6, but without faith it's impossible to please him, for he who comes to God must believe that he is, and he's a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. But we go right on back up to the top up here. He says, but without faith it's impossible to please him. So with faith it's, in, it's possible to please him. Yes. Only with faith it's possible to please him. So the things that we do, we do by faith. The receptive, the receptive nature of us saying, okay, you know what, when we sow, watch this, when we sow, we sow in faith. When we sow, we sow in faith because we don't know what the harvest is really going to be just yet, do we? We expect a harvest. We've known and seen people that have sown and, and received a harvest. But when we sow individually, what do we expect? Your doubt, <laughs> doubt is like not doubt is like watering. Doubt is like watering a plant with poison. Doubt is like watering a plant with poison. If you water the natural plant with poison, the plant would die. Doubt is the very same thing. When we sow a seed in faith, it's different than sowing a seed in doubt. We sow a seed in doubt, or we start out in faith, but then doubt comes along and waters the doubt, waters the faith, and the faith just dissipates. So we sow in faith, and we continue to pray in faith, and we believe God in faith, in faith and we receive in faith. So it makes a whole lot of big difference right there. So we understand that pleasing God is a big deal here. So we say to ourselves, all things, first, second Peter, second Peter, second Peter, one, three. Second Peter, one, three. As his divine power has given us all things that pertain to life and godliness. All things that pertain to what? Life and and godliness through the knowledge of him who called us to be uh, by glory and virtue. Now, focus on these two, two words here. All things, not some things, but all things. And then he says, the things that pertain to life and what? Godliness. So he's not just giving the things that pertain just to life itself, but things that pertain to life and godliness through the knowledge of him. I went back early and I says that 
who you know makes a difference. Knowing, knowing you have access to anything you need or want anytime you need or want it. Knowing who you know and knowing what you know about that individual as well. Namely, God we're talking about here. So we have to have the knowledge of him who called us by glory and virtue. When we have knowledge of him, he's pleased about that. The more we know about God, the more pleased he is about it because it takes faith for us to hear the word of God, understand, 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 understand who he is. And the more we know about him, the more we do on his behalf. See, it doesn't stop. This process we go through in life, the process we go through in life, is that the, the prosperity in the kingdom of God is, is God's idea. Prosperity in the kingdom is man's responsibility, and prosperity in the kingdom is God's pleasure. He's absolutely pleased by what we know about him, how we, how we go about pleasing him in our life. He's absolutely pleased with that. If I would stick out one thing to us today, it'd be our responsibility. Our responsibility. God's on both ends of it. Both ends of it. His idea and the other side of it, being pleased about it. God's pleased about his idea. But it's the part in the middle. Man's responsibility is the big part. That's a really, really, really big part. Now, if you don't happen to be there just yet, in reference to the prosperity that you think you want, start where you are. Start where you are. Don't compare yourself to somebody else and say, wow, I don't have what they have. Listen, you might not get what they have. Maybe it's not purpose for you to have what they have. But prosper in the thing for wherefore he sent you to prosper. Prosper right where you happen to be. For the things you have need of may be different than the things I have need of. The things that I want for the things that God's doing in my life may be different than the things that he's doing in your life. So start where you are. Get to know him personally. Get some soul prosperity going on. Understanding your soul, deep reservoirs of your soul, that he's doing something in you that will cause you to prosper and be in health because your soul is truly prospering. Let's pray this morning. Father, we're grateful this morning for, again, your prosperity in the kingdom is not about silver and gold, but it's about the idea that you have regarding prosperity, what you established in the beginning, that you want us to be fruitful and to multiply that you want us to fill the earth and subdue it. That your desire is that we would prosper and be in health even as our soul prospers. Lord, your desire is that we would be those men and women that you've called to, to be an integrous people that will live our lives according to your will and not our own. God, we pray now in Jesus' name that your anointing be present on all that are present today. That we would receive everything that you have for us, Father God, pertaining to life and godliness. You've given us all things that pertain to life and godliness. So we receive all those things that we'll be able to do your will from our hearts. We'll be able to do your will and see the, the salvation of the Lord being accomplished in our lives. God, do a work within the hearts of believers all around the land. Let us be examples of what it means to be kingdom, uh, to prosper in the kingdom. Let, let us be individual examples, Father, ones that say yes to your way and to your will. That we will be the ones, Father, that you'll be able to use in this day in a way that's so much different than we've been using in the past. Father, we want your will to be done. We want your kingdom really to come. We just don't want to talk about it. We, just, we want to be about it. We just don't want to let things just kind of keep on going as they always have been going. We want to see it come to pass, Father. We want to see it come to pass. And this morning, if you come this morning and 